unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God, and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest, and art dead. Be watchful, and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Today we are resuming our series, uh, Watching for Messiah. And for the last few weeks, we've been talking about the importance that the Bible puts, the emphasis that the Bible puts, the emphasis that Jesus puts on how important it is to be ready, to be watching, to be not caught by surprise. And we've been talking about some reasons why he wants us to watch. And we talked about one of the main reasons he wants us to watch is because when we take our eyes off Jesus and when we fail to believe that his return could be at any moment, it's more likely that we will fail to the flesh, that we will give in to sin. That's why he says in the garden, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch lest you fall into temptation, right? The second main reason that we see that we need to be watching is because if we are not watching and we're not prepared, he's going to come. And for those who are not ready, who are not paying attention, it'll be like a thief in the night. It'll be unexpected. He wants you to be ready, prepared. He tells the, we, we did the parable of the ten virgins last week, and the issue that we're running into is... They perceive that the master is delaying, the bridegroom is delaying, and they fall asleep. This is a theme that we see over and over, this idea of don't let him find you sleeping. And we're going to look at a uh, another passage today in the book of Mark. And we, we again, we've seen this all throughout, what was happening in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is asking his disciples, watch with me. He comes back and he finds them asleep and he says, could you guys not watch with me for one hour? Watch, lest you fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The ten maidens, they fall asleep. This idea of sleeping is, is like not being sober, not being ready, not being awake to what's going on, not prepared for his return. You're going to be caught off guard. And he wants us to not be caught off guard. That's why we see so many warnings. That's why we can do podcast after podcast after podcast on different passages where he's warning about the importance of being ready. I pray that the Lord would help me to be more watchful, to be more ready, to be less uh, tempted by the world and less, you know, more awake and less groggy, less sleepy, 
Sometimes it's even harder for those who've been watching for a long time. You know, we've been watching and watching and we've had expectation and expectation and we're looking at these feast days and we're looking at this and we're looking at that and it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen. We're watching the blood moons and it doesn't happen and before you know it, it gets really hard to watch because you've been on guard, on watch for so long versus the person who's just come into light, who's just now being set on fire for Christ. It's easy to watch at the beginning. But for those of you who are veterans in the faith, veterans in watching for the return, veterans in the things of God and in the times we're living in, this is a great warning for those of you and for, for me, for people who've been a watchman on the wall for a long time. It's easy to find yourself kind of slipping. So Lord, help me. I pray for you guys that uh, the Lord would bless you and pour out a spirit of watchfulness and set you on fire for Christ. And I ask that you just pray for me the same. All right. Long enough introduction. Let's dig into our passages for today. We're going to look at three different passages. We're going to look at starting with Mark chapter 13, verse 32, where he says, No one knows the day or the hour. And people can't seem to get this through their heads. Um, uh, so let's take a look at it. All right. Mark thirteen thirty-two. Here's what it says. Jesus is speaking here. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed. Watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Alright, that's the first passage for the day. Can we look at that again? It's only a handful of verses here. We need to get this through our thick skulls. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Okay? And then he re-emphasizes this point, you don't know when it's going to be. So again, I say to all those people out there who have got their timelines and they think they know how the end times is going to play out and they've got it all figured out. Well, Christ can't come back today because of this. You people are going to be taken off by surprise. You're going to be caught sleeping because you're relying on your own wisdom when Jesus flat out told you you don't have any clue. You don't know when it's coming. He re-emphasizes this point in verse in the next very next verse. Take ye heed. Watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. And then he explains the situation. You know, Christ ascended into heaven, and we're waiting for his return, right? And he likens it to this little short story in the next verse. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house... And gave authority to his servants. That would be us. Those, we are his servants. And that every man his work. 
and commanded the porter to watch. So he left earth, ascended into heaven, and has given us work to be done. Spreading the good news of Jesus Christ, taking care of the widow and the poor, right? Loving our neighbor as ourselves, loving the brethren of Christ, and seeing them as more value than ourselves. It's pretty simple what we're called to do. And commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore. Why? For ye know not when the master of the house cometh. It could be at evening, could be at midnight, could be when the cock's crowing or in the morning. Less coming suddenly, and this is the point, he's going to come suddenly. It'll be like the days of Noah. People be eating and drinking and getting married and doing all these things, and then sudden destruction comes. It's, it's all going to happen very suddenly, unexpectedly. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. Let me read you a little short commentary from Matthew Henry about this verse, these verses. Here's what he says. I'm just going to read you a small portion of it. He says, as to both, your duty is to watch and pray. Therefore, the time is kept a secret that you may be engaged to stand always upon your guard. See, that's the, that's the message that the Bible's trying to beat into our heads. Your duty is to watch and to pray. And you're not being told when this is going to happen because we want you, God wants you to, to always be engaged, to stand and always be on guard. That's the posture he wants you to have. Is Christ coming back today? How am I going to live today in light of that possibility? God, help us to all have that heart. Help us to all wake up with that mindset. Jesus could come back today. How am I going to live in light of that moment? How much work is there? How much work can I get done for the Lord today? How much kindness can I show today? How much generosity can I show today? How much love can I show today? Who can I share the good news of Jesus Christ with today? Because he could come back at any moment. I'm standing guard always. Let me finish what I wanted to read to you. Take ye heed of everything that would indispose you of, of for your master's coming. And would render your accounts perplexed and your spirit so too. Watch for his coming that it may not be at any time be a surprise to you. And pray for the grace which is, necess which is, which is necessary to qualify you for it. For you know not when the time is. And you are concerned to be ready for that every day, which may come any day. This he illustrates in the close by the parable. Our master has gone away and left us something in trust and charge which we must give an account for. He is a man taken a far journey, for he is gone to be away a great while. He has left his house on earth and left his servants in their offices, given authority to some who are to be overseers and to work to others who are to be laborers. Mm, good commentary, but I don't have time to continue to read it. So let's uh, switch gears and move on to our next verse today. I want to move to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're just going to read a handful of verses. The day of the Lord is what it's called. The Apostle Paul. Here's what he has to say. Starting with verse 1. 
But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief of the night. So he's saying, look, I don't need to talk to you about the times or the seasons because you already know that he's going to come like a thief in the night. In other words, unexpectedly. But here's some ideas to help you. Verse 3. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, the sudden destruction come upon them all uh, cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. So when they think and they're saying, Peace and safety, they think it's all gonna be okay, boom, sudden destruction cometh, right? Jesus makes that same point, as the days of Noah were, eating and drinking, boom, sudden destruction. Verse 4, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You see, if you're watching and you're being prepared, and you're, if that's your posture every day, you won't be taken by surprise. You're expecting it. I expect Jesus could come back today. I better be ready. All right? Verse 5, ye are the children of the light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others but let us watch and be sober. So, so Paul makes that same point. Look, you're not children of the darkness. That day should not take you as a thief because you should be obeying Christ in that you should be watching and being praying and ready. Therefore, let us not sleep like everyone else, but let us be watch and be sober. Verse 7, for they that sleep in the night... And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are, who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. Paul's giving you an idea of what your daily posture should be like. You need to be sober and ready, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. Right? That's your attitude. A person of faith, a person of love, and hope, you put on that helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when the Lord appears in the sky, the world's going to weep and mourn and hide in the mountains, and beg the rocks to fall on them, but not us. Because he has not appointed us to that wrath. We are hoping and delighting in his coming. Verse 10. Who died for us that whether we, awake, whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. What he's talking about there is whether you're alive or dead. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even also, even as also ye do. Paul's making that same point. This is the posture you're supposed to walk in. This is the expectation you're supposed to walk in. You know it's coming like a thief in the night. You better be ready. Let us not be like the drunkards. Let us not sleep like the rest of the world. And when he's saying sleep, he doesn't mean, mean literally sleep with one eye open. Don't take a, you know, don't go to bed at night. It's a posture of your life. Okay, hopefully everybody understands that. It's a metaphor. I want to look at one more verse today. I want to look at a warning that Jesus gave to the churches in the book of Revelation. Chapter 3, the church of Sardis. And he warns about the danger of not being ready 
and failing or refusing rather to be in a posture of repentance and to be watching for his coming. So let's take a look at that. We're going to look at Revelation chapter 3, starting with verse 1. And unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. All right. Let's examine this. He's saying you have a name, but you're kind of dead. Okay, he's warning them that you're kind of a dead church. He's talking to Sardis. You need to be watchful, and you need to strengthen the few things that you do have going good for you, because even those things are ready to die. Okay, for I've not found thy works perfect before God. He's telling the church you need to get it together. You need to hang on to the few things that you do got going. And he says, Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, hold fast and repent. But if you will not watch, what's going to happen? If therefore thou shalt not watch, here's the outcome. I will come upon thee as a thief, and you will not know the hour that I will come upon thee. Again, He's warning them, if you're not going to pay attention, you're not going to watch, it's going to take you by surprise. And I would argue that people who are taken by surprise aren't ready. Otherwise, we wouldn't have ten, you know, dozen verses telling us the exact same thing. This is clearly important, where we wouldn't be able to do weeks of several weeks of podcasts talking about the same subject. And I still have a handful more verses to go to next week. Addressing the same thing about watching and the dangers of being caught, found asleep, and not ready. Let me read the last three verses. Thou hast a few names even in Sardis which have not defiled their garments. And they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in a white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. By the way, what does that mean for those who don't overcometh, who don't persevere in the faith? He says, if you overcome, you'll be clothed in a white raiment, and I will not blot your name out of the book of life. I think it goes without saying what would happen if you do not overcome, if you do not persevere in the faith. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit say unto the churches. Hmm. Important stuff, friends. We need to be watching. We need to be sober. Don't let yourself fall asleep on this. God help us all. I'm guilty of it too. Like I said, it's, it's difficult. Especially difficult for people who have been watching for a long time. Because to us, it feels like the Lord has delayed. 
We see these signs around us. Could happen any day. Let's walk in a way that honors God today. Because this could be it. And my friends, here's the reality of life. Even if Jesus doesn't return today, you don't know that your life won't end today. So either way, we need to be walking in the expectation that we could meet Christ today. Face to face and give an account. How do you want to be when you meet him? How do you want to be if you appear in heaven today? How do you want to be if he appears in the sky today? And we discover that all these timelines and all these predictions about end time prophecy and all these interpretations were wrong. Because inevitably we will discover this. I pray that the podcast has spoken to your heart this morning. Don't forget about the website www.scriptureandprophecy.com find the archives, devotionals, and that is where you go to support this podcast. If you're being blessed by this podcast, you're being fed by this podcast, and you feel led to, feel free to support it. And you do, again, scriptureandprophecy.com is where you go to do that. You become a monthly Patreon subscriber or PayPal or snail mail. And if you're a YouTube listener, all those links are in the description below. That's all I got for you today. Lord willing, I'll be back with you again on Friday to continue our study in the ancient book of Jubilees. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, be watching. God bless.